This is LifeCast bringing you the G220 effect. I am Steve. And I'm Denai. And we're bringing you live the word undulterated, uncut fullness of God here with us today. Yeah. And I love it how you say like it's going to hit you right at the heart where it needs to hit you. It's going to pierce. Pierce the heart and separate all things that need to be separated to really get down to the nitty gritty of the heart and begin to do such an awesome work in renewing us and, and making us exactly how God says at the beginning that we are. So today we have a special topic and this can help a lot of people, I believe. It, it truly is a blessing to me, you know, because sometimes Steve goes a little too long-winded. And sometimes Steve needs to just slow down and slow down. So our topic today is be to be slow to speak. Slow to speak. And in James 1.19 is where we're going to base our scripture on today. So if you're at home, open up your Bible, get your scripture out. And just, we always say, get used to touching these pages. Let them be life to you. If you don't have your Bible, it's okay. Get your phone out, get your app out, open that Bible to James 1.19. And if you're driving, get used to listening to that audio, you know, of whoever is speaking, but get used to listening to that audio of Max McLean, McLean or Paul Mims or somebody, you know, because, you know, for me, I do the audio in the morning so I can get it if you ride and you don't feel like opening up your word. You can't really open up your word. So you can listen to the, the listen to it through your car speaker. There you go. So you can listen to us as you drive. But we're going to start off in James 119. It says that, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So that is where we're basing our scripture out of. Steve was just making me laugh earlier. He said that there's a, there's a reading voice that is done in the church. (laughs) Yeah. There's a reading voice done in the church. You know, back in the old days, they used to have, you know, assigned readers. And so it's funny the pastor get up there and say, you know, we're reading from James one and 19 reader. And the reader goes, James 1 and 19 says, and you're like, where did they come from? Like, man, I, who's the reader? you guessing who's the reader before he say it. And then all of a sudden the reader comes from far and wide saying what the scripture is. And they got this strong voice. It's always a reader with a strong voice. Because if you pick that reader, they ain't got no strong voice. You ain't going to hear them. They ain't got no mic. <laughs> so it's, it's funny oh yeah that just made me laugh i just thought he would share that but anyway we love it we have just joy in the lord yeah but james 119 this this slow to speak actually came about as we were getting a late night treat we drive through the drive through yeah. steve starts making conversation with the person who is serving us and as he's doing this i am in the background thinking okay lord what what is it about this young lady what can we minister to her about what we can what how can we pray for her and as i'm saying that I'm looking at her name badge I said okay I think I'm gonna pray for her but I need to know what her name is so I can call her by her name so I'm looking but I didn't have my glasses on so I'm struggling to look because I can't see far and um, I just felt an impression in my heart just just go with what you think it says so I was like okay so as I actually got the name right so I said her name we prayed for her and she was blessed by the prayer she just was like thank you I don't think she expected anyone to pray for her you know what but the you can see the joy on her face though you can see she was shocked but at the same time she was like wow I really thank you guys 
because the conversation ended with like, wow, this this is something. I thank you for the prayer, man. That's that was an awesome prayer. Yeah, you know? so she was she was really blessed by the prayer. And um, as we drive away, I say to Steve, oh, I'm so happy that I got I was able to say her name right. I was really worried because I didn't have my glasses on. And as as we're driving, Steve says to me, well, you know what? The Holy Spirit, you know, let him be, your, you know, your eyesight. Let him be your eyes, you know, because. He'll You're not going to need you. glasses. He's going to show you what you need to see. Yes. And that and was so. the part that really got me. He's going to show you what you need to see. And I said, wow, this is this is the, really the life. that." And, and I had that conviction. And we always talk about the conviction, right? We say conviction is just the Holy Spirit uh, nudging you to righteousness. Like, okay, this is this is the better way of living. This is the right way that you you can you can do things. So then I had that conviction in my heart, like, wow. Yes, the Holy Spirit is can help me to see what I need to see. He is in me and that's his job is to guide me and 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 teach me and 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 just be that person that uh, that 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 directs me in my life. So I can really he can show me what I need to see. I really didn't need my glasses, but I had to remember yeah. that and bring that to life. So as I'm thinking this and Steve says this, I'm like, "Wow, that scripture and we went to the scripture, slow to, I mean, quick to hear and slow to speak. I mean, swift to hear, swift to hear, not quick. Swift to hear and slow to speak, what we just read. And I'm like, wow, yes, that's the relationship we need to have with the Holy Spirit. We need to get to a place where we are so slow to speak that we allow him to speak because we know we've been talking about this, that he lives within us. Yeah. So because he lives within us, he's talking. He's, he's that voice inside of us. That's, that's, that's reminding us, Hey, this is what the word says. And, and we're going to go to that scripture a little later on. But as we started sharing, Steve shared a testimony that even took us deeper into study and deeper into revelation of what, what we just spoke of. So I'm, I, Steve, you got to share your testimony. Well, so, you know, a lot of times we, I want to set it up first, but a lot of times we sometimes, we speak idly of things. And what I mean by idly, we we tend to say things before we actually process. And so what happens is somebody asks you, um, what time are you going to be home? I'm going to be home at 6 o'clock. And you forgot that at 6 o'clock you got to be somewhere else. And so a lot of times we fail to process and we, we fail to use the concept, so to speak. And so it puts us in binds or predicaments where it looks like we're lying or it looks like we, we, we're not, we're telling a half truth or things like that. So I wanted to share my testimony of how God blessed me, how God moved and showed me something that was so great. And he brought to remembrance some in my life. So this happened probably, I want to say, around 2003, 2002, around that time. I was a college student at Oakland University. And, you know, every Saturday, you know, the guys, we go play basketball weekend. I think it was summertime and um, right before school started. And so everybody's moving back in, you know, right before school started, dorms and stuff like that. Everybody's moving back in. And so we had a game of basketball at the, the rec center there at Oakland University. And so we had a real, real heated game. And so this game is good. You know, we're playing, we're playing. And so, and I'm having a good game. You know, I like to speak of that. But but nonetheless, um, me and a, one of the guys on the opposite teams had a head-on-head collision. 
And when we hit heads, we hit heads so hard. I can remember saying, God. And after I said, God, I hit the ground. That was it. I was done. I, I spent the round, hit the ground. I grabbed my head, spent the round, hit the ground. And as I was out, some of the guys were saying, like, when you're on the ground, you were foaming at the mouth. You know, you're foaming at the mouth. Your tongue was like it's going to roll back in your throat. And for those who know, when your tongue rolls back in the throat, you can choke yourself to death. And so they said one of the guys grabbed my tongue. But in the process, when I was on the ground, you know, it went pitch black. And so here I am like, oh, I think it's it. You know, I'm like Fred Sanford, Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you, that type. And so um, I'm laying there and all I can hear is the, I want to say Jesus showed up. It was pitch black dark and I could see an outline of a man of a figure and the outline was so bright it felt like when I close it felt like when the darkness I closed my eyes and I could still see him and I felt like I put my hand up and I can see him through my hand and only thing he said to me was rise he said rise and when he said rise I didn't know I was on the ground for 40 minutes I thought I was on the ground for two minutes I was on the ground for 40 minutes convulsing and um when I woke up, I opened my eyes, tears was running out of my face. And I can see like saliva, whatever, all that stuff was all over my all on the ground. And I couldn't move. And I'm like, wait a minute. And so I tried to speak. I couldn't speak. I couldn't feel my feet. I couldn't feel my arms. And my head was throbbing. And I'm just crying. And I can see my friend John. He's standing in front of me. He's just crying. And I can see around the room. I couldn't move, so I was actually moving my eyes around the room. I could see different people. And one of my buddies was praying in the corner. And that was like, wow. You know, he was in tears crying. I'm like, wow, what happened? And I'm thinking, but at this time, I'm trying to feel my feet. I'm trying to feel my hands. And I'm like, I'm paralyzed. I'm thinking to myself, I'm paralyzed. And the only thing I can remember hearing is, I want to say the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, all that in one. All I can hear is him say, how can you do my work without your hands? And immediately I started feeling the twinkling of my fingers. My fingers started moving. And here I am trying to move my fingers and I couldn't move my fingers. He said, how can I do what you, how can you do what I told you to do without your hands? After he said that. And I'm like, I'm looking at my hands. So I'm starting to feel the, the activity of my hands. And then how can you, how can you do what I told you to do without your arms? And so my arms started to move. And I'm like, oh, man. And then I'm like, I can't move my feet. I'm thinking in my head I can't because I couldn't talk. I'm thinking in my head, I can't move my feet. And so he said, how can you do what I told you to do without your feet? So I can feel like a sensation in my toes. And the sensation ran up my legs. And all of a sudden, I'm moving my legs. And the only thing I can think of is to give God praise. So the first word come out of my mouth is, gee. And it doesn't come out in fullness. So I'm like. He said, how, and the last thing he said to me, how can you do what I told you to do without being able to speak? And after he said that, I, Jesus rang out of my mouth so loud, so loud, so powerful to the point where my whole body felt like it was activated. And I felt like I was immediately healed. And so I believe in that process, the Holy Spirit wouldn't allow me to speak because it would have been idle words spoken. It would have been idle words saying, and you would, it would have been in the air. 
It had produced, and it would it wouldn't allow me to be healed. So he had to activate every limb before I can even speak. So the only words that would come out my mouth would be proclaiming who he was, and his name was Jesus. And so it was awesome. And so the ending of the story is that I went to the hospital, and this is funny because the doctors would not, even when I was laying down on the ground, the EMS techs would not handle me. And my buddy was just like, oh, is this some racist stuff? And I was like, oh, you know what? And the Holy Spirit didn't have me think that way. And so the guy who butt heads with me, his head was gashed open, so they were stitching him up. But he kept saying, help him, help him, help him. But the Holy Spirit wouldn't allow him to help me. And I didn't realize why, because I started feeding into the mentality. Well, maybe because, you know, I started thinking that, but I, the Holy Spirit wouldn't allow me to go in depth with it. And so they took me in the ambulance, precaution. I went to the hospital, and I sit in the hospital. They put me in a, in a room. And they had him in a room next to me. And they said, well, actually in the same room. And so I'm in the room in the emergency. Well, the, the, not a room, you know, just the drapes. And so I'm in there and not a doctor came to my help. And here I am thinking like, so I'm getting discouraged. Like, well, I ain't getting no doctor. And I keep hearing Jesus saying, you don't need no doctor. I keep saying, well, they got to come check on me. And I'm like, Jesus is like, well, you don't need no doctor. And so it got to the point where I was just like, I'm healed. Because no doctor came, so I had to eat. I had to just fess up and say I'm healed. So I got up, I went to the door. The lady was like, um, "Are you okay, sir? And did anybody come help you?" I was like, "No, I'm good." And she was like, "Let me let me look at your eyes because if people have concussions, their eyes are usually still dilated." And so she put the flashlight in my eyes, and she said, "Man, your eyes not dilated." And so it just brings me to the understanding that I was already healed when I said the name Jesus, which is awesome. And so I, I say this to say, the idle words sometimes we speak keeps us from being blessed. It keeps us from moving in the realm that God called us to move in. And that's the spiritual realm because the spiritual, sometimes I think we do it backwards as people. We go natural than spiritual, but I think we should sit in the spiritual, then go natural, you know, because if you spiritually led, naturally things will change. You know, the outcome of things will change. You know, me and my wife I always tell my wife this thing, saying two plus two don't equal four, and two plus one don't equal three. Naturally it does, but spiritually it don't. Because if you can see two, that means you haven't used your spiritual eye. You all, you've, you've been leaning on the natural. But if you can see four, then, I mean, not making four out of two plus two then you've been using your spiritual eye because it don't add up. Things spiritually don't add up naturally. And natural things don't convey spiritually. But I tell you what, when you believe Jesus, the natural and the spiritual will line together. And sometimes spiritual things can overtake natural and help you in the natural more than the natural can help you spiritually because I don't believe the natural can help you spiritually. But I believe the spiritual can help you naturally. And so... That is the testimony that I have, that the words Jesus, when I spoke Jesus, I was healed. And God didn't allow me to speak idly over myself because he knew the plans that he had for me. He knew the plans were great. He knew the plans even now from then. Because I can imagine myself being in a wheelchair now and not producing what God asked and not believing what God asked. You know, I, the joy that I have, I wouldn't have it. 
But because he spoke, he spoke, how can you do these things without these limbs, without these arms, without this? So it charged my faith. It charged me to believe and it charged me up. So that's my testimony. That's an awesome testimony because I think it just brings every aspect of this being slow to speak and, and, and swift to hear into light because you, because you were slow to speak, you swiftly heard the words of the Holy Spirit. And this leads us to the next scripture that we have. And it's in John 14, 26. It says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Now, Steve, I have to ask you this. Do you believe that the Holy Spirit was bringing to remembrance that, hey, you need those hands. How can you do what I asked you to do if you can't use your hands? Yeah, you know what? You know what's something, though, because he took me back to a dream that I had years when I was a kid. And in the dream, I was running. I was running around. And in the, I was running around, and I was proclaiming the gospel. And I had a Bible in my hand. And I was moving so fast. And after year after year, I, I seen the same dream and I started moving slow. It was like the word was becoming real to me and it was becoming lifelike to me. And so I, because I was moving so fast in the early years, it was like, I got to get there. I got to get there. And as I got older, it seemed like it, it became real to me. The testimonies and things start to mount up and then being battle tested and battle ready, knowing who God is, knowing who he is in the fullness. And so things start to slow up and I start to know what really was going on. Not like I'm just living off zeal and I'm running because I'm overzealous and I love God. No, it's life started to happen and I start to understand this is who God is. This is who he is. This is who the Holy Spirit is. This is the power that work in me. This is what God called me to do, man. And so. And that's, that's exactly what he was doing in that moment. He was re bringing back to yes. remembrance. And that is the job of the Holy Spirit. And that is why when, when Steve said the Holy Spirit will show you what you need to see, this scripture really is, is foundational to what Jesus is teaching us that, hey, it's expedient that I go because I'm going to leave you with the comforter. And this comforter is going to bring back to remembrance all these things I've taught you because what did he come to do? Jesus came to, 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 to teach us a new way, right? Yeah. Because he was bringing a new covenant. And so he taught us the new way. But then he left. Physically, he's not here, right? Physically, Jesus is not here. We, we read in the word, he says, it's at the right hand of the Father. So he's not here. But he said, I'm going to leave, but I'll leave you with the comforter. And he's going to bring to remembrance all things, all things that, that whatsoever I've said unto you. So the things that he said to us, the things that were, were, were promised to us in this new covenant that we have, that we're healed, that we're restored, that everything that was broken is now made whole. And when we were blind, we now could see. And everything that he was anointed to do and we receive in him the Holy Spirit is always there reminding us of that. And I just love your testimony, Steve, because it just, to me, is a perfect example of 
the Holy Spirit in action. When he says he will bring to remembrance all the things I've said unto you, he not only brought to remembrance the dream you had, but he also brought to remembrance the word of God that you are healed and you need yeah. your, your hands to, to do what I'm, I told you to do. You need your mouth to speak to do what I called you to do because I've called you. So that is, to me, is just full-on action, how the Holy Spirit works. And you know something? It was step by step, you know? And it, it's funny because he slowly walked me through the process. Like, I'm not going to do it all at once because I have to show him in faith, you know, because he believes me. So I'm going to walk him through each step so he can know that it's me, it's not him. And so he walked me through each step. He said, how can you, how can you, um, how can you, how can you do anything without your hands? How can you do anything without your feet? How can you do anything without your mouth? And it was step by step. It was a process. It was like, wow, wow. So it, it created faith in me, created a belief like, wow, this is what the Holy Spirit do. Yes. You and know? that belief part is the most important part yeah. because you can have faith and be an unbelief. We know that, right? You can you can have faith, but you can have unbelief. But to really believe that, wow, yes, it's true. I really need my hands to do. I really need my mouth to speak. And the Bible says I'm healed. I know at home we do this a lot where if one of us has a headache or Steve will say his ankle's hurting, whatever it is, we, we're quick to remind each other, hey, just tell that thing to go. Like, we have no time for this, you know? Yeah. And that's the remembrance that that's the Holy Spirit bringing back. We have to have that belief that, oh, no, no, I'm healed. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Headache doesn't live here. Yeah. No, no, no. Ankle pain doesn't live yeah. here. And we you normally just rub that area and just say, hey, you're healed. Just, just a reminder, body. You are healed by his stripes. So let's just remember that. Or sometimes when 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 things come in our lives where maybe worry, you know, sometimes tries to creep in. It's the remembrance of what God has spoken. The word of God starts to come through you because you're you're quiet. You quiet yourself and you say, okay, Lord, what are you saying? Oh, yeah, cast your cares upon me because I care for you, you know, and and and, and be anxious of it, nothing. But, you know, make sure that you're in prayer and thanksgiving and, and all those things and supplication and prayer. Are you in that? You know, and the Holy Spirit is bringing those things to remembrance. Or even when you're around people who are speaking idle words, gossiping, and you're like, the Holy Spirit would just say, mm, this is not really healthy for us. We can't be in this environment. Yeah. And so you move out of that environment. Or the Holy Spirit will say, oh, no, today, you know, turn left here. Don't go right. And then you hear what happened on the right side, and you are grateful that you listened because you went to the left. But I to, to, to me, this is what James 1.19 is saying, that, you know, be be swift to hear, slow to speak. So uh, to me, that, that just equates to the Holy Spirit for me. I know that that scripture can be used in other contexts, but for me, it's also good to see it in the perspective of the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself, but we have to quiet ourselves so we can hear him. We can hear his instruction because he's a teacher, right? We can hear his, hear his, his instruction because he's our guide. We can hear his instruction because he's our comforter. So when I begin to feel anxious because he's a comforter, he, I know for sure he's going to bring words of comfort to me. Yeah. But I just have to quiet myself, not be quick to speak. Oh, I'm so anxious. Oh, anxiety is just hitting me. Oh, life is so hard. Oh, I'm, I'm paralyzed or, oh, they said I have cancer. I'm going to die. You know, those kind of things. Those are things are not, we're not supposed to speak that. And those are idle because the Bible talks about we have power in our tongue. 
And so because we have power in our tongue, we're able to speak life and death. And that I think it actually says we have the power to, we have the power of life and death in our tongue. And so if we have that power, then what more? If we can we can cancel sickness, we can speak sickness. You know, we got the power to do that. And so a lot of times we I don't think we think. And so that's the part I think that we miss. Because the Bible say if it's in us, we should think on these things. But because we don't have it in us, we're not able to think on these things. So we think on the situation. And so, and sometimes, sometimes we don't even think. We just act because we're so used to being working, 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 working. So sometimes we act on the thing instead of waiting and letting God show us. You know what? Speaking of that, the other day I was in Hebrews, and I, I just have to share this. I feel led to share this. But it's in Hebrews 4, and it's talking about rest. And when we talk about um, um, being able to, to, to be swift to hear, I think a big part of that is being able to rest. Like you said, we're so quick because we're used to working, 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 solutions to problems, find a solution. You know, you can always make yourself better and do these things, do A, B, C, and D, and life will work for you. And if you all get these, the D, then you're good. Then you're good, exactly. <laughs> if you don't have plan A, make a plan B. And all these things that we're used to hearing that make us always in, the, in an action and doing and working when we're actually called to rest. So we're just going to go into Hebrews um, and, and see what the, the word is saying. So I'm going to start at around three, just because I just opened this up. So hopefully I'll get, I'll get to that place. But, oh, no, we'll start at six. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his let us labor, therefore, <laughs> that always, it's, it's funny, huh? L labor to rest. <laughs> it says, let us labor, there, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. So here's the connection. For you to be able to, to get to that place of believing, rest. Rest in knowing that on the seventh day, God rested because everything was done. Then Jesus Christ came, went on that cross, and he said, it is finished. He brought the new covenant. Now, if you believe in him, that is all that you need. That is all that you need. No more having to toil. No more having to work. Be really slow and, and swift to hear. Swift, quickly to just say, I'm going to listen. You know what? And some I believe sometimes it's just as easy as just being a waiting place. You know, waiting place, I mean, just, you know, sometimes you just you go in that. For me, I daydream. And so that's when I know I'm allowing God to just speak. I go in a daydream place and then all of a sudden I hear I hear him answer. And I'm like, oh, OK. And I always usually have a little snicker, a little laugh like, man, you know, because it's him. And he's always giving you something peaceful, a peaceful solution. And so for those who have these issues of being slow to speak, I just say sometimes just 
give yourself some time before you speak because you can get a better answer if you wait. And so my prayer today is let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for another opportunity. But we know opportunities are short. But we know, Father God, through you, our opportunity is limitless. So, Father, we speak right now to those, Father God, who are listening. And those this word has helped or produced, Lord, we speak peace. We speak your love. We speak your care. For you are God and alone you are worthy of all the glory, honor, and praise. We pray that some who are listening will enter into your rest. We pray that some will be slow to speak. We ask, Father God, that those who are slow to speak be swift to hear and not easy to wrath, Father God, for you know where we are and where we need to be. We speak life. We speak love. We even speak salvation for the listener who's listening that don't know you. We speak your word, Father God, for your word says in John 3.16 that you gave your son just for us that we might have everlasting life. And so we speak life to that one that's listening, Lord. And we just say to you, if you heard this, just say yes, yes to Jesus. And you know when you say yes, that he's there. And he's met you right where you are. And you are one of his. Amen. Amen. If you have said yes, I say welcome to the family. We always uh, encourage you start opening your words, start getting your word, just reading and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And if you haven't received the Holy Spirit, he's that power that's going to allow you to really get in these scriptures and, 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 and understand them. So if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's just that simple. Luke eleven thirteen says that he's going to give you if you ask. So just open up your word and just say, Lord, I, I want this Holy Spirit because he's going to be able to help me to know more and, and, and understand better. So just say yes to that and ask him and he'll come. And you, when you have him, you have him. You might start speaking in tongues right away. It might come later, but that's the evidence, you know. So, But it's, it's as long as you open up and you say yes, you have him. You don't, have him. And don't be like me and not say yes or no. Because you'll have to wait for the Holy Spirit because it says given to believers who ask for it. So I had to wait because I had never asked. <laughs> so, hey, and then when I finally asked, I received. Amen. And so, ask for it. And, and, and receive him. Receive and know that when you have asked, he's, he want, the Lord is just waiting. He wants you to have the Holy Spirit, the one he says was, is going to come and comfort you and teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance. We love you guys. God bless you. We look forward to another podcast. Remember, be swift to hear and slow to speak. And this has been the G220 Effect, and we're ghosts.